Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment. How are you doing? How have you been? I was on staycation this past week and really enjoyed being at home. My friends don't understand why I would take my vacation days to stay at home, where I've been locked down for the past four months. But I have had time off the screens, time off expectations, and just had some headspace that I needed. And I'm very excited as we begin season two. If you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Dorothy Ooko, and when I'm not doing my full-time job in communications, I facilitate a course at Google called Search Inside Yourself. I have wanted to share about the joys of being present and what this means to me as a spiritual and spirit-filled African. Today's quote is from the Buddha and it says, The secret of health for both mind and body is not to mourn the past, worry about the future, or anticipate troubles, but to live in the present moment wisely and earnestly. End of quote. Truly excited about this show where we navigate life together. As is our practice, let's take a moment to fully arrive by doing a few breathing exercises. Mindfulness has to be experienced rather than described. The best way is just to start. Give yourself permission to allow this moment to be exactly as it is and allow yourself to be exactly as you are. So let's practice together by being aware of our next three breaths. Breathing in through your nose, we'll hold to a count of two, and then we will let out our breath slowly through the mouth to a count of eight. Let's start. Breathe in through your nose. Hold. Breathe out slowly through your mouth. Another breath in to a count of six. Hold to a count of two. Breathe out slowly through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose. Hold. Let your breath out slowly through your mouth. Now let your breathing return to its normal rhythm. Breathing in. Breathing out. Letting your breath guide you. Letting your breath lead you, not controlling anything. 
Take a moment to get closer to your breathing. Notice if it's shallow or deep. Is it slow or fast? Smooth or rough? Regular or irregular? Are you pushing your breath out or are you holding it? Just take time to explore your breathing with this curiosity. This will help you get a good insight into where you are right now. Where do you feel the sensation of your breathing vividly? Is it on your belly, which expands and contracts as you breathe in? Or is it your chest, which moves up and down as you breathe in? Wherever that area is, focus on it for a few breaths. And feel each breath. The goal is to be with each breath. Your mind may wander. It may start thinking, daydreaming, planning, and you may lose touch with your breathing. That's okay. Simply notice what it is that takes you away. Then bring back your focus to the breathing. Only when you're mindful will you notice the wandering nature of the mind. Don't fight it. Gently, kindly, non-judgmentally, bring it back to the breath. Now gently open your eyes. The goal of our mindfulness practice is simply to experience life as it unfolds in the present moment. Now that we have fully arrived and that we're in the present moment, let's continue with our session on well-being. I'm really excited to have our guest for today, Mrs. Luna Odawanguchu. Luna is going to talk to us about well-being and about mindfulness a little bit and how those two are interconnected. And Luna is a psychologist and a certified life coach who specializes in family therapy, group psychotherapy and coaching. She works with children, adolescents, and adults, and has over 13 years of experience as a therapist and a wellness coach. She's a consultant trainer and a lecturer in psychology. Luna is also the founder of Joe Dada Trust, an organization that provides safety 
and psychosocial support for teen mothers in crisis. Such an apt topic in what's happening today with the teen, um, teen mother pregnancies we are witnessing in our country. Welcome, Luna. I'm so glad you could make it for the show. Thank you. I'm also so glad to be hosted by you. So I hear that you guys are really busy in, in your field, you know, psychologist, therapist. This is your busiest time. Yes, it's a very busy time because of the season we are in. Right. The COVID, uh, COVID-19 has uh, presented a lot of um, challenges, and especially when it comes to mental well-being. So, yes, we are busy. Right. And mental well-being, I'm, I'm glad you've brought that up because this podcast is really about improving our well-being. And so how would you describe well-being, be it mental, emotional? What is what is well-being to an expert like you? Okay, just in the simplest words, right. it is the ability to handle the normal stresses of life. Right. That's it. That is just what well-being is. Okay. And what are the things that hinder us from being able to handle the normal stresses of life? Oh, there are many, many things. There are many things that hinder us from um, just experiencing wellness. Mm -hmm. And some of the things are personal. Right. Some of the things are environmental. And so when you put those two together, they actually make us unable to handle the normal stresses of life. And um, so I don't know if you want me to do you want me to ex- expound a little bit. Yes, exactly, because I think people normally, in fact, some people I know do not know that they are not well because you sort of bury it in the background. And how can people be aware and say, "Oh my, I really need this has reached this level. I need I need to see an expert, someone who can help me." Okay, and it's it's very true. First of all, Dorothy, our culture does not promote being able to say or to even experience not being well. We have been taught to be strong, to be able to maneuver through life without really saying, I am unable, I don't have the capacity. So when when I talk about personal uh, things that would hinder us from experiencing well-being, I'm talking about not having the capacity. So for example, you are going through a stressful situation. Let's say, just take, let's take the example of COVID-19. Right. And we have been asked to stay home, social distance, work from home, uh, put on masks. Okay? Right. Uh, so what has that done to us? And I'm taking a very simple example. We right. are natural social beings. Right. When I yeah, when I be, when I meet you, I greet you, I hug you. You know, I ask you how are you doing, such things. You see right my whole face, right? Yeah. Now we have been told. Imagine you can't do that. You can't do that. So what does that make you feel? Personally, it makes me feel like I'm I'm being denied. I'm just being denied. Uh, being a human being, you know, right? Someone has taken away the humanness from me. I'm I'm being asked to act differently. So what does that make me feel? 
I start feeling denied. I start feeling angry. I start resenting the people who are setting this, yet it's for my own good. And so I, I, what would I do at home? I become irritable. I will start shouting. My productivity will become low. And it will spiral down. Some of us will go into isolation. It can spiral into depression. Wow. So easy Just from that. Right. And so you've touched on, on, on something very important about our culture. And, and, and I like that because when I started this podcast, part of it was addressing some of the issues in our, in our African culture that we are not allowed to address. And so the issue of mental well-being, of emotional well-being mm. that we, and so we think we are coping, but we really mm. are not coping. What are some of the signs that someone can be able to sense in their body you know, for them to know, well, you know, I'm really not well. Are there indications? Okay. So how do I know that I'm not, I'm not well? That's right. what you're asking, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Okay. The normal me, the normal me, the, what I know myself as is that maybe I laugh when I, when I'm with people, I'm able to express myself. I'm able to take a walk. You know, there's the normal things that I do in life. When I start doing less of that, or what I usually do becomes a struggle, or I am responding differently to what I, from the way I usually respond, I, get I start it. knowing there's something going wrong. Basic example, if I usually get into bed at nine and I straight away sleep and I wake up at six the next day, if I'm unable to do that, I go to bed and I'm unable to sleep until maybe two hours later. And in between my sleep, I am waking up. And by six, when I wake up later, maybe, or even five, I feel tired. I feel like I didn't have restorative sleep. There's just something that is not right. When I'm used to, for example, if I meet and I usually, I talk and I laugh, and now I'm meeting you and all I'm doing is I am talking less. I am I'm, I'm laughing less. You see, right. so I'm doing what I usually used to do, but I'm doing it less. There's right. something going. There are simple things that that there are things that are emotional that also manifest physically. Right. I start having headaches that never used to be there. You know, so I'm always looking for a Panadol here, a Panadol there. You know, I'm a Ramoja today because Panadol is not working too fast. Right. There's something that is happening. I'm feeling fatigued. And yet I didn't do more than I usually do. But I'm just tired. Right. There's something happening. And that life. fatigue, we always try to explain it as, oh, I don't know, maybe I didn't do enough. We, we almost don't accept fatigue as a sign of our bodies communicating to us. Yes. Why why is that so? Again, we've been taught to be strong. Right. Right. We've been taught to be strong. Yeah. So the way we know best is to explain it. Oh, maybe, maybe I didn't sleep so well. Or exactly. maybe I ate something. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. 
I like what you've said because I think the in, in indicators you've given us are really also for us who have loved ones. So if you see your loved one exhibiting these signs, you know, they're not their usual bubbly selves. They're not talking as mm -hmm. usual, you know, their habits. Even if they don't notice, you who's with them can say, are you okay? So you've given us keys yes. for ourselves, but also for those we love and those who we are in contact with, for us to be able mm. to check if they're okay yes and take the cues from there so so we, with that mm -hmm. how can we how can we take care of ourselves especially in these times of of COVID-19 how do you how mm -hmm. what are some of the things we can do I know you talked about uh and we're going to come to that your breathing you know you had a breathing coach but I'm interested yeah. in you as you know as a, as a specialist what are some of the things we can do to help us take care of ourselves and take care of our well-being. Okay. One of the best places to begin is to recognize that well-being is important. Wow, yes. Once you yeah, once you start there, you accept that it is possible for me not to be well. Then you'll be careful to look for then what makes me well or unwell. So you have to be very aware of yourself. Exactly. I mean, you know, there, there are times people see things about you that you, you you don't even know. So someone tells you, oh, your eyes really look tired. They're thinking, right. oh, yeah, I haven't even looked at the mirror. So I don't even know what you're talking about. You have to be so aware of yourself. Right. So you have to know how do I feel when I'm feeling okay so that you can know how then if I'm feeling this way, am I okay or not okay? Right. So it's, it starts with self-awareness. You have to be interested in you. Right. I like that. Yeah. You have to be interested in you. Know Dorothy. Know Dorothy is well. And so when Dorothy is not well, you know Dorothy is not well. Right. And so you start saying, so how, what can I do to make Dorothy well? I love that. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. So when now you feel maybe I'm not unwell, I'm not well, sorry. Then you ask yourself, what is making me not well? It could be an experience you had during the day. It could be uh, 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 maybe you just got into a matatu and something happened. Right. Or maybe you were driving and someone cut in and you, you just got upset. And so then that spiraled into other issues. So you have to know, first of all, what is this that is not making me well? And that's why we go to the doctors. We right. go and say, I have a headache and I have fever. So please tell me what's, what's not right. And they tell you, I think you're catching malaria or something. So you see. So right. then find out what is this that is making me unwell. Some mm. of these things could be physical. Others could be emotional. Some of them could be social. So find right. out, is right. it my relationship that is making me unwell? But again, it has to go back to you being very aware of yourself right. so that you know um, a relationship that is not going well is making you feel this way. Because when it's going well, I am this way. Right. So it has to start with you knowing you and then knowing what makes you unwell. When you know what makes you unwell, when you deal with it, you start getting for example, if I know that maybe it is my relationship that is making me not sleep well. Right. For example, mm. it is causing me some anxiety or some stress. 
if I go and deal with this particular relationship mm. and feel that I ha- I'm sorting it out or I'm on the path of sorting it out or I'm, I've already sorted it out, then it will relieve me of that mental stress and right. I'll be able to sleep. Right. Right. So yes, you have to find the cause of your of your, of your of, of what is ailing you. Right. Of what is making you unwell. Yes. Exactly. And and that's what I I share about in this podcast, you know. It's mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. being in the present moment and I think mm-hmm. I try to get people to breathe and get just a moment to be able to feel what's happening in their body internally and then mm-hmm. understand what they're feeling externally. And I find mm-hmm. that that moment of stillness can help mm-hmm. people get to know what's happening inside and know mm-hmm. what they need. And um, when we were talking, you talked about you had a breathe you you had a breathing coach for a little while. I was, I'm I'm quite interested. Did you just share a bit about your experience, what you learned, because it really ties into to the essence of this podcast. Okay, so let me tell you about my breath coach. And I was actually training to be a breath coach. I just didn't finish the course. Oh, really? I'd love to. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My coach is still around, so you can do that. Oh, really? Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, Yeah, he's still around. So what, 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 what made me get interested in breathing was that it had been introduced as one of the techniques of dealing with anxiety and stress when I was doing my coaching um, uh, training. Right. And so I got curious. I thought, breathing, I mean, I breathe. I am breathing. I'm not dead. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the yeah, problem I have with many. <laughs> that's, Luna, that's the problem I have with many people. They're like, they're telling me, Dorothy, mm-hmm. you want us to, to, to start by breathing, but we do this all the time. Are you serious? <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, exactly like you. <laughs> Yeah, I was very skeptical. I thought, really, I, breathing, you guys, please <laughs> tell us. So the, the coach came and demonstrated on us. Mm-hmm. And he just said, um, lie down. Just lie comfortably down with hands on your side and start breathing. So he demonstrated how us as adults breathe very, in a, in a, in a, we don't breathe deeply. Right. Very yeah. shallow breath. We, we, yeah, we have very shallow breath. And he showed us a child. Actually, he came with a child and showed us how a child breathes very, very deeply. And you can see even the movement in their body when they are breathing because they are taking in enough and taking out enough. Right. And so we started right. breathing. Believe me, my start, my body started tingling. <laughs> and uh, yes. I became very, very still after a while. I was able... My, it's like my mind just went blank you know not not focusing on the things that were there even in the room at that time right right. and when i did that believe me we did that for like 30 minutes when i woke up yeah it was long when i woke up i wanted to go back because i i just wanted to stay there i was so i felt fresh right i felt like for the first time some parts of my body had received oxygen. Wow. And that's why he told me that's why part of your, especially the limbs, the ends of the limbs were tingling at first because they were receiving oxygen for, for the, the first, first time, time in a long time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Four parts, right. Imagine. imagine. And so when we did that the second time, believe me, I was able, it was like I was getting out what was so heavy on me, mm-hmm. even in my mind, the stress that I, I thought I really had actually right. started by the third day, we were just doing it 30, 30 minutes a day. Wow. By the third day, I knew this is what And so I started practicing just breathing. Right. It helps me. It helps me in sleeping. Dorothy, I'm a very light sleeper. I can wake up at the slightest noise. Oh, wow. And not be able to go back to sleep. But when I breathe, you know, just taking deep breaths in. Before you go to bed, right. Yes, using my, my, my nose in and out through my mouth, I am able to sleep. Because your body then relaxes, your breath is getting okay. everywhere, right? Yes, and for me, even scientifically, it has proven that our mind feeds on oxygen. So when we don't have enough oxygen in our brain, our brain will be mad. It will be, you know, many things will be going on because it is starved. Right. And so for you to be rational, to be logical, to be able to think straight again, it is good to breathe. Take good breaths. Wow. You have, like, you could be leading this podcast because that's what <laughs> really, for me, the importance is to breathe. And you are here, yes. uh, a former skeptical uh, yes. converted person who is now telling us that there is such power in breathing. Whether it's for, you know, I tell people whether it's for one minute or for a few seconds, it just Mm. does wonders for one's well-being. It does. Dorothy, let me just maybe give you an example because I work with clients. Right. When you get clients who have anxiety, one of the things I teach them is to breathe. Mm. Just breathe. You know? Right. Focus on your breath. Just breathe in and breathe out because there are triggers for anxiety are things to us that are very normal. Exactly. But to them, their reaction will be bigger than what is presented. So I just tell them, breathe in and breathe out, you know? So we can do this like for 10, for 10 seconds or so, or I'm sorry, for, for 10 minutes, yes. just breathing in and out and breathing in and out. And it lowers the anxiety. And do you find that they're like you at the beginning, that they don't know how to breathe actually because they have yes. this breath? Yes, they do. So I have to, because I have been taught, I told yes. you I was training. Yes. I actually, I have a couch in my in my, in my my room. So I tell them just lie down. Let's just breathe. So I put my hand right. on, their, on, their, on their upper stomach. Right. I just tell them breathe until my hand comes up when you're breathing in and then it goes down when you're breathing out. Right. And it totally lowers anxiety. I have done this to people who have had panic attacks. Yes. And it helps them just calm down, calm down, calm down. And finally they say, I don't even know why I was that anxious. Wow. And so when you teach them to do it even at home, mm-hmm. you realize that the panic attacks, anxiety, those anxiety attacks lessen. It's like they become in control. Right. They know when it's coming and they start. Right, right. Oh, thank you so much. I think that that is such a good way to end because we are going to do some breathing exercises. But I know you are very busy. Um, would it be okay to just tell if those who are interested, um, you know, listeners who want to get in touch, 
um, mm -hmm. I know you're at Blossom Consulting Services. Can they just yes. go online and get in touch with Luna or Dawa? Can they? Yes, they can. And but I could um, also give them my contact if they want. Yes, yes. You okay? So yes, we you can please give, give give your contacts. Yes. Okay, we are we are at uh, KMA Apartments in Upper Hill, KMA Apartments Block F, one point one. Right. And you can reach me on zero seven two zero, one four nine, five six eight. We are also on Facebook, Blossom Consulting Services. Fantastic. I like that. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And I'm hoping that we can get to have you again because you talked about something I want to talk about, which is self-awareness, emotional intelligence uh -huh. when we go in. Uh -huh. So I hope I'll get I'll you. I'll be glad. I am so I'll be glad. <laughs> thank you so much. I am uh -huh. so excited about this. And I just wish you all the best, you know, as you're helping so many people who are going through these tough times and wanting to get their mental health uh, well-being and as you help the enjoy data trust as well listeners if Thank you, you want to contribute please and you want to support an organization just check out enjoy data trust and support them in any way you can they're doing a noble job of helping teen mothers who are in crisis as we know right now thanks luna thank you dorothy as we have been talking about well-being, I'd like to lead us in doing an emotional scan. If you can, and you're in a place where you're able to, maybe just lower the gaze of your eyes as you bring your awareness to your breath. Take a deep breath in and slowly breathe out. How are you feeling right now? Take a moment to check in with your body. Notice if you're experiencing any emotion in the body right now. What are the physical sensations associated with that emotion? If you're not experiencing any strong emotion right now, that's okay. Just notice what it feels like. Now let go of your breathing and let it return to its normal rhythm. And come back to here. Come back to now. Well, that's all today in No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment. Thanks for listening. Join me again next Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast, CastBox, SoundCloud, so you never miss an episode. Also, please share the link in your circles. You can follow me on Instagram, No Head Podcast, and check the website www.noheadpodcast.com. Dot space. That wraps up what I have for you today. May you learn to listen to your body. May you pay attention to what your body is saying. And may you honor your emotional and mental well-being. Till we meet again, catch you next time, my friend. Bye-bye.